Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 27 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Lightning Struck Tower. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive. I want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We now have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Uh, our store is at dftba, store.dftba.com, or you can go to blackgirlscreate.org and click on the merch tab and it'll send you there. Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. If you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org. Um, and as we wrap up book six, we're going to be doing a live tweet of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the movie. So join us Saturday, November 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, as we watch the movie, use the hashtags Wizard Team and HPHBP. Um, yeah, should be should be cool. Yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't I don't even remember that movie to be sure, uh, to be honest, but. What I do know is that if you believe that you may have HP, HBP, please consult a professional. And now for Wizard Team News. So we decided that we're just not going to continue watching Fantastic Beasts. Neither of us have been excited about it, as y'all kind of know. And we were going to do it because we were going to recap it as, like, it's the new Wizarding World thing and we're a Harry Potter podcast and, like, whatever. And, you know, we did it with the first movie. Um, but it's just seeming, like, not a thing that, like, we don't want to spend our money to see it. We don't... It, we're not excited about it. And so it just seems like, an, at least on my end, I don't want to, like, go see this movie that it's going to make me mad and then I just yell about it for two hours like, I'd rather do something else with my time um, and with y'all time and with your earbuds. And so, um, yeah, unless somebody, like, randomly buys me a ticket or it comes on. I mean, I, sh- I don't even have, like, cable now, so it's not like I'm going to be randomly watching something and then it just comes on. So I don't even know. I don't even like, want someone to. Re- I don't even want someone to donate a ticket. No, to no, no. Like, I'm not saying donate no. a ticket. I'm saying like if one, <laughs> unless one of my homies, if I'm hanging out with a friend and they're like, we're going to the movies. I'm buying you this ticket to see this movie. Like that's the only. You know what I mean? Or or like mm-hmm. if like I'm not saying like oh donate to us to see the movie because I don't want don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't um, do that. I'm just saying that like I do not foresee myself seeing it. But you know sometimes randomly movies come on. So I'm saying barring yeah. barring the random chance that I see this movie. I'm not personally going out to see it in a timely manner for us to put out a, re- a review or a recap or whatever. I'm not invested in this storyline. Y'all can spoil it for me. I don't care. Like whatever the fuck happens. Great. Awesome. Like just tell me. And I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, and so like, I'm just, yeah. And I, I want to give some background. So we came to this conclusion. Um, EW recently did a whole fantastic beast special issue. And um, there was a, interview with Johnny Depp and it was just doubling down on on everything that we've all talked about already and we don't need to rehash it all. I think the problem is is that like 
beyond like Johnny Depp's abuse, um, abusive personality or abusiveness or history of abuse or whatever, um, he's not a good person. He punched someone. It was, I guess this goes into his history of abuse. He punched a guy on set like not too long ago. He's box office poison. And that it just sits on top of a very lackluster sense of excitement that we have. We don't have any excitement for these films and what they've given so far, which is a prequel that no one a- that we didn't ask for. It's for all derivative, for. like and all the, a, and all a the rehashing extra of Wizarding World edition so far have not made me excited to get more. Like I just would rather take my books and go. Right. And I feel like, and I don't want to like belittle the people that are like very anti-Dep or even like, I feel like there is, you know, I guess there's some debate. I don't know because I have not, I don't care enough about Johnny Depp to spend any brain power looking at both sides of this debate. But also I think like you can have two people that have done wrong in a toxic relationship and someone can still be abusive. And that's that. And I don't need to know more than that. Um, to know that we shouldn't be giving him millions of dollars to continue in this like without consequences of this lifestyle that whatever i say all that to say if you want to see it i think you should see it if you're excited about it and we've we've kind of talked about this before if you're excited about it i think you should be excited about it there is nothing content wise that makes me even a wisp of incitement excitement to see this and then all of the extra baggage just makes it and not just with johnny depp with jk rowling herself it's i think for me i want to say like because i again like i think the people who don't who are like boycotting for johnny depp should and you know obviously like that is a a valid cause and makes a lot of sense um i wasn't going to do it but not because i personally wanted to see the movie a lot i thought like you know for our particular podcast it felt like it made sense to do to like see and then re- recap because yeah. like that's it's, a thing that we do that's and so doing, like yeah. in my and I was just feeling like yeah this is whack and like this is dumb and I don't want to give my money but like I'm gonna whatever like I'll soldier through um but then I think that like just kind of this last week and then just like compounding on all the things that have been happening since 2016 to be honest like I'm just kind of like why like, it just doesn't seem to make sense. It's not going to be better for us. It's not going to be better for y'all. It's like, I'm going to waste two and a half hours of my life and then be upset about it. And it's like, I don't want to spend more energy on the situation than like, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, going, it's it, it's like this. So it's like the thing where we, we talk about, we've talked about it since, like, we met Draco Malfoy. The, like, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's just not like let's yeah. just mind our own businesses mind in, our other, own, go our own way. in other places separately <laughs> that's how i feel about fantastic beasts the franchise it's just like y- y'all do your little thing over there i'm gonna be over here like obviously at some point i'm gonna have to talk about it in other things but most of the time i'll just be like i didn't see it not going to see it boom that's it right. so that's that's just how i feel about it at this point and so i'm just gonna we're not doing yeah, it just consciously uncoupling yeah, we're consciously, exactly, we're <laughs> consciously uncoupling from the new Potter uh, content. And I think I feel a little bit more emotional about it than you, maybe. But that's also because, like, I don't do a very good job of, you know, compartmentalizing or controlling my emotions in general. So I feel, I feel like I feel a bit more emotional about everything than you do. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I do, I do feel that there 
our better uses of our time, mm-hmm. our brain power, our commentary. There, there, there's plenty of there's plenty of meat in the original seven book series, and the eight and in just other movies. content in general. Like obviously, we're and, here for yeah. Harry Potter, and that's why we started this podcast. But just like in my own personal life, like. And I've been trying really hard. Like you, y'all know I, I went. To, I put on a. I put on my Hufflepuff scarf to go see Fantastic Beasts last time. I was like, at least let's just rep Newt. I don't even want to be here, but like I'll go, whatever. Like I've been trying to just like make it work and make it make sense, but like now for what reason? Like why? You know, if it's gonna like make there us more upset, like then what's the point? Because the point of it is to make us happy and excited and whatever, right? Um. So, yeah, I mean, eventually it'll, I think I'm a little, like, it definitely kept me up long enough to write a Twitter thread about it um, a couple nights, or I guess, like, last week, um, timey-wimey, but, like, it, yeah, I'd rather, I just don't yeah, want to have to be emotional, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to not right. have to think about it like that. And again, like, th- this is not to say that if we're not trying, we're not getting on, like, a uh, a moral it's not a moral stance or anything it's just a matter of like there's only so much time in the day in the world in our lives and there's a, like a there's so many there's so much good content mm-hmm. and we're just choosing consciously not to waste our time or our money there's like finite resources and infinite content and so we just did the yep. math and that's basically that. and we will be doing we will be figuring out some funny alternative content um yeah because we're not going to ignore the fact that these these books are a thing or these movies whatever they are we're not going to ignore the fact that they exist in their thing that is happening in the fandom we're just not going to engage with it in the same way yeah that we had originally thought we would right um yeah so like we'll see what what happens. You'll probably still get content that week, but like also that's the same week as our live tweet. Like you don't get content from us anyway, so yeah. <laughs> don't know what we're doing exactly, but like whatever, you know. Cool. So moving on. We yeah. have a new patronus. <laughs> so shout out to Andrea. Thank you for being a patronus. Yeah. You're a real one. So yeah, thanks, Andrea. You're lit. We appreciate it. Um, magical birthdays. Today, Wednesday, is Professor Flitwick's birthday. So shout out to him mm-hmm. for being another year older. Um, another year wiser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting that frog chorus. Keep it on. Keep it on. Teaching charms, because that's what your actual job is. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Let's let's get into this. Um, these are not happy chapters, so it's Ooh. just not gonna be that way that is the, time and that is an understatement honestly like we don't have any more happy chapters in this book theories no it's not true there's there's some happy moments and definitely all was well um well, that sentence is cool mostly and then and then the epilogue is terrible so <laughs> um so yeah we're done with happy i feel like there are a few more happy moments just definitely not for the rest of this book we got it what three four more weeks and then yikes um so previously on wizard (laughs) team 
Harry and Dumbledore go off to the cave where Tom Riddle, as a child, lured somehow um, two muggle children uh, and, like, scarred them for life. We... So I'm really sorry, but, you know, it just popped into my head. Have you seen Old School? No. Where he's like, we're going streaking in the quad. I just heard, we're going horcrux hunting in the cave. <laughs> my brain is I mean, weird. but that previously on Wizard Team, that's what happened. Um, they go through the cave. They take a boat to the middle. Dumbledore has to drink this potion in order to get to the horcrux. It, like, messes him up mentally, makes him have flashbacks. Um... And, like, weakens him physically. And then they get chased by Inferi. And then Dumbledore kind of gets himself together at least enough to get some fire so they don't have to deal with magical zombies. Um, Then they get out of the cave and Harry apparates them back to Hogwarts. And that's where we left off. I feel like that was the most succinct uh, previously I've ever done. Like, that was was a great But I also feel like like that chapter was one scene. Whereas, like, other yeah. chapters are, like, there's, like, a lot happening, but that one was very specifically, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Oops, sorry. Uh, chapter 27, The Lightning Struck Tower. Um, so, they, well, uh, well, Harry apparates, and in, they end up back in Hogsmeade. Harry, he knew it worked before he opened his eyes. The smell of salt, the sea breeze had gone. Um, they were shivering and dripping in the middle of the dark high street in Hogsmeade. Um, for a m- and he still doesn't know how to dry himself. Well, they just landed. I know. <laughs> they just landed. Um, but for one moment, Harry's imagination showed him more Inferi creeping around him, uh, creeping toward him. Um, but he blinked and saw nothing. All was still, the darkness complete, but for a few street lamps and lit upper windows. We did it, Professor, he whispered with difficulty. We got the Horcrux. Um, Dumbledore staggered against him for a moment. Harry thought it was his apparition that had thrown Dumbledore off balance. Then he saw that his face was paler and damper than ever. Sir, are you all right? I've been better. That potion was no health drink, said Dumbledore. It's like, ha ha ha, but no. Um, it's okay. You're going to be all right. Uh, and Harry's like, okay, we got to get to the hospital wing because clearly Dumbledore is not better. Um, and and he's like, we'll go to Madame Pomfrey. And Dumbledore's like, nah, I need Snape. And Harry's like, mm, but Madame Pomfrey, though. And Dumbledore's like, nah, I need Snape. Very specifically, I need Snape. Um, and Harry's like, okay, fine, whatever. So it's time. Dumbledore's time has run out. Um, I think yeah. what's interesting is that I never, like, while I know why, so, like, obviously this is the chapter where Snape kills Dumbledore. Haha, <laughs> spoilers. Um, but... I think even knowing, like, why Snape killed Dumbledore, um, this is the first time I really peeped that, like, nah, this is just, he's just dying, and not, not these are the after effects of the potion. Yeah, and I, and I, this time, was like, oh, the potion that he's been taking all year has been, like, slowing this Mm -hmm. down, and then he took that potion, and so it was just, like, no, yeah, I'm like, like I definitely think you know that potion I mean? like like made it worse. Exacerbated. Yeah. I think it made it like it just sped up the process and it But it's also been a year erased. almost. It's right. almost been a year right. since he did the thing. So I think that he knows personally like I'm dying and that potion did not help but like I was already like if he hadn't drank that potion he might have had like another week or two. But not mm. that not like that much more, you know what I mean? Um 
And so I think this time, I don't know, for some reason, even knowing how it went down in like all my other rereads, this is the first time I was like, nah, he's really? like, this is some other shit. Um, so Harry's like, okay, I have to leave so I can go find a way, you know, to get you to the uh, castle. Um, but then Madame Rosmerta appears scurrying down, uh, down the dark street toward them. Um, I just want to point this out because this is not a happy chapter, but she is, she has on high heeled fluffy slippers and a silk dressing gown embroidered with dragons because even when she's going to sleep, she's doing it in style. So shout out to her for that. (laughs) Um, like you better, um, work, (laughs) work as a girl, give a 12, do y'all got to. On the runway. Um, so then she's like, I saw you apparate um, when I was pulling the bedroom curtains. Thank goodness. I couldn't think what to, but what's wrong with Albus? He's hurt, said Harry. Madame Jamerta, can you come into the three, into the three broomsticks while I go up to the school? And she's like, you can't go up there alone. Don't you realize? Haven't you seen? And Harry's like, well, I need help getting, like, he's not paying attention. He's just like, nah, we got to get Dumbledore, like, someplace safe. Um, and then Dumbledore's like, what happened? Um, and it's the dark mark. Harry turns and sees it hanging above the sky, hanging in the sky above the school, the blazing green skull well, with a serpent tongue, the mark Death Eaters left behind whenever they entered a building, when wherever they had killed or murdered. Well, and then when did it appear? Asked Dumbledore. Must have been minutes ago. I was putting the cat out, but when I got upstairs, we need to return to the castle at, at once. Um, Dumbledore said, um, and so he's like, go, he's like leaping into action, but is still obviously sick. So he's like stumbling, but like also like now get, we need some brooms. Like let's, we gotta go. Um, so Harry, very Dr. Who, very, very yeah. It's like, I'm regenerating, but like, it's fine. We're just gonna, <laughs> I'm dying. Gonna do this thing. But I'm gonna save the day first and, and then, then die. die afterward. Dying can like, wait. The doctor's dead. Dr. Who. Like, I use 30 minutes. I use my, ex- <laughs> my 30 minutes to live to put on a tux. So what? Um, Hey, Sometimes you gotta, sometimes it be that way, you know? It's a new uh, plum velvet attire. Um, so Harry summons the brooms, and then Dumbledore tells Rosemary to send a message to the ministry. It might be that nobody within Hogwarts has yet realized anything is wrong. Harry, put on your invisibility cloak. Um, so they leave. A reminder, Madame Rosemary is under the Imperious Curse, so it, she may have sent a message to the ministry, but she definitely sends a message to Draco um, so that he knows that they're coming. Um, so they... She's still... I guess I just don't understand how this imperious curse mm-hmm. work. <laughs> I just don't... Is he... Did, did he tell her, keep watch, keep telling me Dumbledore's comings and goings and and alert me whenever he is in or whenever he's leaving or arriving to the castle? Probably. Because then she's doing that. Yeah. But then, like, the giving Katie the thing, and the, I just Well, they, he's gonna have a little villain explain moment, but, like, Imperious yeah, Curses, so, like, it's it's a very, um, I think it depends on the strength of it, but, like, you know, they were, they were talking about, at the end of Voldemort's first reign, how, like, a lot of people woke up from Imperious Curses, so, like, there are some that, that mm-hmm. just go for, that last for Ever. however long you need it, like, it could be forever, um, if you need them to do a specific task over and over again, or there's ones like Harry, but also Harry, his heart wasn't fully in it when he was using it on the goblins. Um, yeah, in Gringotts, it was like, he kind of had to keep using it to make sure that they would do it, you know what I mean? So it seems like one of those things where it matters um, how strong it is. 
and how and like how much you mean it for sure but also probably some magical ability as well um and the intent yeah. right because it's like it seemed to me like i just finished uh re-binging star trek discovery which hilariously i found out during my rewatch that i never finished the first season mm-hmm. Like, I was going through, and then I got to the last two episodes, and I was like, I ain't never seen these before. <laughs> oh, shit! I get to relive this whole series all over again. Anyway, um, there is a, spoiler alert, Klingon who gives his, his, hmm, his essence is put in the body of someone else, so it's like a long-term polyjuice potion. Mm-hmm. Plus Imperious Curse, because the guy thinks he's one person. And then there's a code word like trigger, and then he becomes the Klingon, or he unlock unleashes all those memories. But he looks like a human and he has all the human memories and he can go and do his biz like he does his job mm-hmm. and no one knows until like that trigger. Um but then once that trigger has been triggered, he's he wakes up and he realizes who he is. So then he just has two consciousnesses, I guess, consciousness, in, it, in the same body. Because right. I'm thinking, like, how does Madame Rose Murchat, under the Imperious Curse, like, focus on running the um, three broomsticks without fucking it up? Well, I think that, like... I just have a lot of questions about how yeah, this Yeah, yeah, No, I think that it's very much, I think it's very much like on, you, you're a spy, right? So you kind of, like you have your cover and you have your thing and you do that thing. But then when something goes down, like, or whatever your job is, that's when you, because it's not like Dumbledore's coming in and out all the time. Right. And I think right. especially on this saying. particular, like night, it's a little bit different probably. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like late at night, he, he leaves and she's like, Oh, he left, but probably won't be like, like later we'll see like, Draco said he got a message from Madame Rosemarita saying that Dumbledore had gone for a drink, but would probably be back soon. Um, and then when he comes back, she's like, all right, like he's back or whatever. But I don't think it was necessarily supposed to be. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's not something, it's not an all consuming job. But then, so then are you like Jenny Weasley and you just have blinks in your memory? I don't know what the effects would be on the, on the back end. Because they don't know that they're Imperial. Yeah. Let's, let's, let me, this is something that I will just have to ponder at a different moment because we could be here Mm -hmm. all day. This might be a bonus episode. I am, I've been thinking about it. I just don't understand because it lends itself, like there's something in it that allows Lucius Malfoy to be like, I was under the Imperius curse and be semi-believable. Well, who knows how believable it is versus like he has money and people are just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I honestly, I think it's more either they know that they're doing it, but can't, like... Well, because I think also, too, it depends on the person, because, like, for example, Harry... Oh, Maggie! So, Maggie said it's, like, the Cylons. Now I'm never gonna go back yikes. to sleep. Um, never gonna sleep. Well, so what I, so I was gonna say, though, was, like, it's, it's... I think it also depends on the person. So, like, Harry is impervious to the Imperious Curse, right? Like, because he's getting that thing that in his head. Like, we saw kind of how it works on the... Um, like victims end in Goblet of Fire where like it's telling you to do this thing and then most people would just be like like something's telling you to do this thing you're like okay I'm just gonna do this thing whereas like Harry was like why (laughs) like what for what reason so I don't think that it's necessarily like I don't think when you're under the Imperius Curse you know you're under the Imperius Curse unless you um 
have unless you are someone who like questions things in the way that like Harry does or someone who's stubborn is like why would I do that I could never like, be the imperious curse then way to go anxiety <laughs> disorder Woo! um but that's but that's what I mean you know what I'm saying like it's it, I think it's less about yeah and it's also about how the person reacts to um and to them if they're just getting like if in their head something they're just saying like oh do this thing it's not like you know it's not like it's Draco's voice in his head every time and it's not like Rosemerto would like know that Draco put the curse on her she just hears a thing like hey go send a message and so she just goes to send the message or keep an eye on Albus so she just keeps an eye on him without like questioning why she should do that and like nah I'm not gonna do that or whatever um because it would be it to me I'd be like why would I be talking to Malfoy but I guess but it's I don't like think uh, he could have he could have gotten her to. from behind you know what I mean like they could have just been there yeah. for the Hogsmeade trip and she he could have just been at the bar and just been like Imperio and yeah but he, she's sending messages to Malfoy yeah she's not just but also again so... she might not know who she's sending them to or she maybe she does but also she's not questioning like why because that's just yeah. not the kind of that's person just she what is. She's, yeah, that's just what. And then also, like, we've okay. also seen that there are people who try to, who get the why, but then the, they're not strong enough to break the charm, or the curse. Sorry. So there's so then they end up like homeboy, uh, that Muggle do the junior prime minister who ends up like walking around like a duck, right? Like, so it depends mm-hmm. on the situation. Like the strength, I think it's the strength of the person's mind and the strength of the spell. And then there's some kind of like subtraction between that okay yeah i buy it cool um so they they take off toward hogwarts um harry glances at dumbledore ready ready to grab him should he fall but the sight of the dark mark seemed to have acted upon dumbledore like a stimulant he was bent low over his broom his eyes fixed upon the mark his long silver hair and beard flying behind him in the night air um, how long had they been away? Had Ron, Hermione, and Ginny's luck run out by now? Um, or was it Neville or Luna or some other member of the DA? And if it was, he was the one who told them to patrol the corridors. He had asked them to leave the safety of their beds. Would he be responsible again for the death of their friend? And I just, I mean, yes. This is just like what yeah. we were talking about a couple chapters ago when he was giving them the Felix Phyllis's and we were just like, or you could just tell them to stay in bed and they'd be safe in bed. Yeah. But, like, yeah, just, no, bro. No. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but also, again, I think Harry just needs to learn how to how to kind of learn from his actions as opposed to like doing the same thing and then in the moment where it could go wrong again being like oh shit I did something wrong again um but you know he's he's a teenager and these things happen so yeah so as they're approaching the castle Harry hears uh Dumbledore muttering in some strange language again um and then realizes that he's undoing the enchantments around the school for him to um kind of for them to like get through without being stopped um, and then they see that the dark mark is glittering over the astronomy tower. So they go there, um, and they, when they land, the ramparts are deserted. What does it mean? Harry asks, is it the real mark? Has someone definitely been professor? Um, in the dim green glow from the mark, Harry saw Dumbledore clutching at his chest with his blackened hand. So like the curse is reaching his heart now. Like he's, he has, he's not long for this world, even without Snape. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, and again, just like, I didn't notice this at all, but I wrote that down no, here instead of it's... before when I said it, but that doesn't really matter. <laughs> Go and wake Severus, said Dumbledore. Tell him what happened and bring him to me. Do nothing else. Speak to nobody else and do not remove your cloak. I shall wait here. But you swore to obey me, Harry. Go. Um, so he hurries to the door. Um, but when he gets there, he hears running footsteps on the other side. He looks around at Dumbledore, who gestured him uh, to retreat. Or gestured, sorry. Um, gestured him to retreat. The door burst open and somebody erupted through it and shouted, Expelliarmus. Harry's body became instantly rigid and immobile, and he felt himself fall back against the tower wall, propped like an unsteady statue, unable to move or speak. Expelli- um, he could not understand what happened. Expelliarmus was not a freezing charm. Um, so Dumbledore doesn't want him to interfere. Also, this makes way more yeah. sense than what happened in the movie. Which is like, he says, go hide or something. Yeah, I mean, Harry and hides, Harry and then he it. just like watches. And then Snape yeah, comes. Yeah, he's like, remember my, remember the promise you made me or something? And it's like, okay, but Harry Potter would never just hide and, and just stay there. I don't know. I guess if he was like in shock. But still, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, it It's like, I mean, movie-wise, just because like knowing who Harry is, he's a reckless dude. And especially if he's been like talking about it was Malfoy, it was Malfoy this whole time. And then he pops up with his wand pointed at Dumbledore. There's no way Harry's just gonna like, it's not like Harry's just gonna watch that happen. And then especially when Snape comes to then not, just let him go. It just didn't make much sense. And I also think there's something really important about Dumbledore, even just like beyond Harry's own kind of character traits. I think it's like something important about Dumbledore um, immobilizing him and being like, I mean, he can't really get him away from the situation, but he's like, I can't have him interfere because this has to happen. And it again shows um, the way that Dumbledore kind of knows Harry, knows Harry and also the way he manipulates situations um yeah. for the outcome for his like desired outcome um and in this situation harry being there is not something that was in his plan so he's like all right just get him out of the way and like it's unfortunate he's gonna have to just sit here and like overhear it but yeah yeah so it, it doesn't it doesn't really make much sense so the second he had taken to perform the spell, um, oh, so Harry sees that Dumbledore um, is immobilized, or ha- sorry. So Dum- Harry realizes that Dumbledore had wordlessly immobilized him, and the second he had taken to perform the spell cost him his chance of defending himself. Dumbledore uh, showed, still, Dumbledore showed not no sign of panic or distress. Um, he merely looked across at his disarmor and said, good evening, Draco. Um... So Malfoy steps forward and he's like, who else is here? A question I might ask you, or are you acting alone? No, I've got backup. There are Death Eaters in your school tonight. Well, well, said Dumbledore, as though Malfoy was showing him an ambitious homework project. Very good indeed. You found a way to let them in, did you? Yeah, said Malfoy, right under your nose and you never realize. Although, like, obviously he did. Obviously he realized because he's like, oh, you found it. You figured it out. Like, this is the thing that happens like a couple times when Malfoy's talking to him in the next scene where he's like, and you didn't even know it happened right under your nose. And Dumbledore's like, no, no. I knew the whole time. <laughs> um, I also want to point out that this felt very much like 
like the way that Dumbledore deals with the situation with Draco feels very much to me like the parallels between him letting Harry get the Sorcerer's Stone. The the reasoning is slightly different. So like he explains that part of the reason he didn't let Malfoy know that he knew what was going on beforehand is because Voldemort would find out and then he would die. So then that would defeat the purpose. Um, yeah. But just kind of like in the way where he's kind of just letting it happen and he knows it's happening, but he is trying to like let them go on thinking that they're the only ones to ever have thought of this thing and they're so brilliant and they're so good at keeping secrets. You know what I mean? Um, and just kind of like letting them get as far as they can um, before offering their help. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like a couple other kind of parallels between Harry and Draco the next uh, few pages. So then here, so then Dumbledore is like, so where are the Death Eaters? They met some of your guards. They're having a fight down below. That won't be long. They won't be long. I came on ahead. I've got a job to do. Uh, well, then you must get on and do it, my dear boy, said Dumbledore softly. So he's calling his bluff because he's like, I know we're not going to, um, like, I know we're not going to, like, you're not going to kill me. I know it's not going to happen. So just, you know, whatever, do it. If you got a job to do, do it. Um, but then there's silence and Draco doesn't do anything. He just stares at Dumbledore. Draco, Draco, you are not a killer. How do you know, said Malfoy. Um, he says, you don't know what I'm capable of. You don't know what I've done. Oh, yes, I do, said Dumbledore. So again, Dumbledore's like, so Dumbledore's kind of like, yeah, obviously I know what you've been doing, but like, keep telling yourself that. And Dumbledore's like, you almost killed Katie Bell and Ronald Weasley. You've been trying um, with increasing desperation to kill me all year. Forgive me, Draco, but they've been feeble attempts, so feeble, to be honest, that I wonder whether your heart was really in it, which is like hilarious and also it's like some shade. Like, did you really want to kill me? No? Yeah, right. Have you really thought this yeah, I don't think you really wanted to do it. I don't, I don't believe that that was a thing that you wanted. I mean, you can keep telling yourself you want that thing, but like, yeah, I don't know. Um, it has been in it, said Malfoy. Um, and then... So somewhere in the depths of the castle, Harry, or Harry hears a muffled yell. Um, somebody's putting up a good fight, said Dumbledore. Um, but you were saying, yes, you've managed to introduce Death Eaters to my school, which I admit I thought impossible. How did you do it? So this is like not even slick. Like he's just like, let's just stall for time until Snape gets here. We all know what's going on here. Like, just explain to me what happened. You're like this big, bad, like yeah. Death Eater. How, how, how did this, how did this happen? Um, and then, so then, uh, Malfoy doesn't say anything and then Dumbledore kind of starts to nudge him a little bit. Um, it's like, perhaps you ought to get on with the job alone with, uh, what if your backup has been thwarted by my guard or perhaps, as perhaps you've realized there are members of the Order of the Phoenix here tonight too. Um, and then Dumbledore's like, you're afraid to act until they join you. I'm not afraid. It's you who should be scared. But Why? I don't think you'll kill me, Draco. Killing is not nearly as innocent, or so, nearly as easy as the innocent believe. Um, because, like, as you know, we know he's killed someone. Right. We know Dumbledore's killed someone. Or he's, like, had people killed. At the very I least. I mean, did he not kill Grindelwald? Oh, no, I guess Grindelwald's in, in jail. Know. But he's killed some folk. Yeah. I think more than one. Yeah. But. 
He was also in the first Wizarding War, so, you know, they've all got some blood on their hands. Got to. On either side. Right. Um, in the chat, Portia says, I wonder how much of Draco's chat with Dumbledore is based on him needing to have deserved to kill him. Um, and then Delia says, honestly, shouts out to Dumbledore for shading a boy for not being a mindless murderous death eater. Only him. Um, and Imani says, were you even trying? Your murderous intent gets a needs improvement. And it's like, it's, yeah. It's, oh, okay, it's okay, Draco. Yeah. Maybe next time. Better luck next time. Malfoy looks as though he's fighting down the urge to shout or to vomit because he's terrified, which makes sense. Um, like we talk a lot about like, obviously he's not a good dude at this point and like, who knows, maybe rehabilitation works and like whatever. Right. But like at this point he's not, but he's still also a kid. So it's not like he's like, I don't want to say that he he's, still has, he still has the potential to, to change and, and not, he's not gone so far down this path as to be irredeemable. Right. But I do want to point, I do want to point out too that like he, like if we t- think about him um, in early in this, in this chat, in this book, sorry, he is like, gl- has glorified what it means to be a death eater and glorified what it means to work for Voldemort and to be given a job such as to kill Dumbledore, right? Before he's, before he like gets to the point where he actually has to, when he's been trying and failing and trying and failing. Um, at the beginning, when he's on his way to Hogwarts, he's like gloating to his friends. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to be off like traveling with Voldemort next year, you know, taking a year abroad who even needs school you know when you're working with the dark lord um so he's like doing all of these things um, until he realizes like the real danger that he's in and that's where he like his issues become more about his parents and his and himself and their lives and not so much like this isn't right for like muggles and muggleborns right like his issue with with working for voldemort is not about the ideology it's about the um tactics and then in the way that it ends up affecting him personally and his family personally yeah um i agree with all of that yeah um mm, oh so in the chat delia says that she's been thinking a lot lately of what it would be like if uh Mal- uh if malfoy had taken dumbledore's offer for help um or had been given the full opportunity to what would have what it would have meant for them for the war um, she's seen a lot of posts talking about how Snape got a redemption arc that Draco deserved. Um, and honestly, that's a word. I agree. I think that Draco could have gotten it, but I think that, I think that JK Rowling thought that Malfoy, like, we'll see in a bit, like when Malfoy kind of like, we can tell he's not going to kill Dumbledore, that that's supposed to be the redemption, the redemption or like the moment where he doesn't, um, out Harry when they get to Malfoy Manor as those being the redemption moments but like immediately after that he's going off to the um to what's it called the room of requirement to get Harry and he's you know so it doesn't really make sense because he never has like a like an ideological shift or growth at all mm-hmm. it's all just kind of, it's all still like his and, and I think that if he had it would have been interesting and I would see what a lot of people see in Draco, potentially. But, you know, that's probably fake as well. <laughs> um, Dahlia says, it would have made more sense. He's a kid whose politics and beliefs aren't set. Snape, on the other hand, he can go choke. <laughs> it is true. And that's, I think that's what I mean when I say, like, he is not past, he's not irredeemable yet, right? Like, there are tons of things that, like, you do 
as a kid that are that is not good and you know it's not good when you did them so you don't get a pass and like oh he didn't know like you know when you do some shitty stuff no matter how old you are that it was shitty mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean and i think we we've, we've kind of been talking about this a lot in the slack which is like cancel culture and it's like it doesn't mean that they are canceled forever because they did a shitty thing as long as at a certain point they like recognize and can say i did a really shitty thing and then work on the path to making sure that one they reckon with the damage that they did and two that they never do it again Mm -hmm. they're postponed Um, they're postponed thank you they're on hiatus um and i think that that's where draco is it's like he is not imperious he knows what he's doing he's in complete control of all of these decisions and actions that he's made um and i think that you have to reckon with that i think this is like the big thing about like the the fanfic and like the the fandoms characterization of draco and he's like a bad boy it's like no he's a bad person mm-hmm. but he has the capability of being a better person because he has not made a mistake that is so like he's not killed yet right mm-hmm. and even if you know like we said like even if they you know kill in wartime or something i don't know but then that depends on what side you're on <laughs> right for voldemort you know what you're doing you're calling yourself a death eater you know, mm-hmm. you have a dark mark. It's called a dark mark. Like, and you knew that like the branding, the branding is all. Yeah. Me. Um, but yeah, so because he's in, but he's right now, like this moment is where he, he goes one way or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and thank God Snape is there to, to prolong the moment. And he gets to, like, live in his little, like, I've not, you know, like, he gets to go on another book of being, like, waffling and his still a shitty person. But he he does not make that irredeemable decision, that, that thing that is just, you can't go back. You can't make amends. You can't undo. Um, but it's, yeah. 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 Um... Where are we at? Okay, so Malfoy says, um, I had to mend the broken vanishing cabinet that no one's used for years. The one Monty you got lost in last year um, got lost in, a.k.a. got pushed in by Fred and George Weasley. That was clever, said Dumbledore. There's a pair, I take it, in Borgen and Burks, said Malfoy. Um, so he just talks about how, like, Montague kind of told him what happened when he was in the, in the cabinet and how he kind of heard things happening at Hogwarts and at Borgen and Burks and was in some kind of, like, in-between place. Um... And then he says, I was the only one who realized there could be a way into Hogwarts through the cabinets if I fixed the broken one. And then, and Harry's like, and, and Dumbledore's like, wow, yeah, good job. You're so, you're so smart. And Malfoy's like, yeah, yeah, I am smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm great. I'm awesome. Um, and then Dumbledore's like, but there were times um, when you weren't sure you would succeed in mending the cabinet and you resorted to crude and badly judged measures such as sending me a cursed necklace, um, poisoning mead, um, yeah, well, you still didn't realize who was behind that stuff, did you? I, like, he just said that he did. <laughs> Malfoy, he's trying, like, he's having this, like, warring kind of, like, trying to feel himself, but also, like, is scared. 
you know? And it's, yeah, it's like, he's, he's doing the fake it till you make it thing, but that only works when you think that you can make it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't work when you're like, oh shit, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then, sorry. Um, As a matter of fact, I did, said Dumbledore. I was sure it was you. Um, Which, again, is why he told Harry to chill. Because he already knew. Yeah. And he was already handling it. And, like, um, and so then I I think the, it kind of brings up again to me, like, the parallels between Harry and Draco. And, like, one, them both having to, um, well, one, them thinking that they are, like, so much more brilliant than the adults around them who are like teaching them. And that's not to say that there aren't moments where like kids are more intelligent or have more knowledge than adults. Like that's not to say that at all. It's just like in their case, they both think like, Ooh, nobody's doing how I'm doing. I can do it by myself. I don't need help. I'm, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I'm running around. They can't even touch me. They don't even know what's going on. Um, But then also I think too, like especially this book for the two of them it's about, like, them having to come to terms with the war, and they're, like, on different sides, but then also have, but still have to come to terms with, like, the fact that it's a hard thing. So, like, Draco has this thing where he is being given this impossible task, and it's, like, breaking him, and then Harry's having to deal with things like Dumbledore being, like, you ha- you will have to force this potion down my throat, regardless of whether I, yeah. like, beg you not to. Like, you have to do it. It's the, or, like, it's the, like... Unromantic. This there's a word that exists, but I don't know it. Mm-hmm. The not like the taking the romance out of what you presume is going to be like. This is where I'm going to show. I'm going to show and prove to everyone like what I who I am and what I'm capable of and all mm-hmm. that other like romantic nonsense that you think a war is going to be, but what a war actually is is hell, and you're not up for it, and you're a child, and you shouldn't have to be. And so like exactly. And then there's also the idea of, like, you're choosing sides versus them, like, having them being chosen for you. And I think that, like, for both Draco and Harry, like, on the one hand, they kind of have chosen sides this whole time in terms of, like, their ideologies. Like, you know, Voldemort killed Harry's parents at a young age, so obviously he's going to want to fight against Voldemort and not join him. And, like, Draco's been growing up in this family that, like, has very has has revered like the dark arts and Voldemort for a long time so like he's going to be indoctrinated with those ideals but at the same time they're also they also are pushed into it at the same like you know what I mean like they are like for it they're those opposite sides but then are also then pushed in to be to have to do more so like Harry's the chosen one and Draco has to like kill Dumbledore which is some wild shit right um so yeah, it's just like it's interesting to kind of see the way that they both have to deal with similar things, but not you know one is wrong and one is right for the most part. Why didn't that. you stop me then? Malfoy demanded. I tried, Draco. Professor Snape has been keeping watch on you on my orders. He hasn't been doing your orders. He promised my mother. Of course, that is what he would tell you, Draco. But he's a double agent, you stupid old man. He isn't working for you. You just think he is. We must agree to differ on that. Draco, it just so happens that I trust Professor Snape. Um, so Malfoy's just like, bro, like, there's no way. He's absolutely on Voldemort's side, and you're just being dumb, and he wants all the glory for himself. And I think, like, though, that this is like a brilliant thing because it, um, this is also like manipulation, like Dumbledore manipulation 101, which is like, he's saying all of this, which is true, 
but he's also giving Draco like ammunition to go back to Voldemort and be like, oh, he was such an idiot. He totally believed that Snape was on his side. He mm-hmm. had full faith and confidence in Snape. And then what happened? You know, exactly. so it gives Snape more cover. I didn't see that until I reread it this time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at the mind games you playing right now. Oh, I see it. I see it. I didn't see it at first. Yeah, for sure. So then, and then Draco's like, uh, Snape's going to wake up tomorrow and it'll be all over and he won't be the Dark Lord's favorite anymore, anymore. He'll be nothing compared to me. Nothing. And it's like, yeesh. Like he's he like, a nap and a very much been indoctrinated. Like this is some stuff that like his aunt be saying. Like he's just repeating. It's right. like Bellatrix talking through his mouth, to be honest. On some light. It really is. But it's also, um, it shows how young he is. Like, I'm going to be the favorite. Like, mm-hmm. it goes back to just even his whole thing with, like, Harry and, like, the chosen one and being, like, overshadowed. Like, this is his way of proving um, that he's special mm-hmm. and he's worth it and he's going to get Maybelline. I don't know. He's gonna... <laughs> what? I, you okay. know, what's that? Better um, have Maybelline. It's like I know what you mean. I just the herbal essences. The, I was. It is Maybelline. Listen, no, my brain wrong. does. My brain does what it prepared. does. Neither was I. Okay. And I rolled through it. Okay? okay. I just went through it. I mean, shout out, shout out to you. So, okay. So then Dumbledore is kind of like, so how did you know you can't. You didn't do this all on your own. And then he realizes that uh, Madame Rosemurta has been under the Imperius curse. Um, that's a moment that he, like, he did just realize that part at this moment. Um, and then kind of realizes, like, that she was forced to uh, curse Katie and then to poison the uh, bottle. And um, and then he's like, well, how did you, how had you been communicating with her? Enchanted coins, said Malfoy. I had one and she had the other and I could send her messages. Um, which, and, and Dumbledore's like, isn't that the secret method of communication? The group that called themselves Dumbledore's are being used last year. Um, and then, uh, and then Dumbledore's like, yeah, I got the idea. Profiting from, off the work of a black Hold up, hold up. Let me finish. It's not done Sorry, yet. I just felt, I'm making that point. Like but let me finish. I just felt like it should have been made earlier. Girl, I felt like you were, you were stretching it out. I wasn't. You get to the point. Get to just, the point. No. Just jump on so, it. Because that's not just it. I'm double he's doubles down. Um okay. so then so then he's like, Yeah, I got the idea from them. I got the idea from poisoning the mead from uh the mudblood granger as well. I heard her talking in the library about Filch not recognizing potions. So again, stole some shit from Hermione, just like a Caucasian. Um just like does it He's just like, yeah. And then also, like, it's hilarious to me because he's, like, seeing... It's it's, it's some racist-ass shit. It's just like how, like, racist people do in general. Like, sees the value of, like, what Hermione's saying and got the idea of her, like, you know, that all came from her brilliance, but also is still gonna call her a mudblood, still, like, gonna act, pretend, pretend like he doesn't see her value and doesn't see her as, like, a true human being. Um, well, because he's not pretending that he doesn't. Um... But like he doesn't, despite all of the evidence to the to the contrary. So, yeah, it's just it's just you know unfortunate. Um. So then also Harry, in the middle of this moment, Harry sees uh, Dumbledore slip an inch lower down the wall because again he's already dying and he's stalling for Draco, not for himself. Like he's trying to keep yeah. Draco talking, not because he thinks Draco will 
not because he's afraid to die. He's he doesn't want Draco to kill him. He doesn't want Draco to be the one to kill. So he's like trying to stall so that Snake Wait. can get there and do it. So yeah. So then Dumbledore says, "Please do not use that offensive word in front of me." Um, and Malfoy's like, "You care about me saying mudblood when I'm about to kill you?" Yes, I do. He said, um, as he struggles to remain upright. Um, and then he's like, and then he says, "But as for you about to kill me, you've we've had several long minutes." Um, and you're quite alone, and I'm more defenseless than you could have dreamed of finding me, and still you haven't acted. So he's like, let's just cut the shit. It's not happening. Um, and then he he's like, so, so you know, let's continue with the story. What else is going on? He's like, Rosemarita saw, saw me leaving, tipped you off using your coins. Um, that's right, said Malfoy, but she said you were just going for a drink, you'd be back. Well, I certainly did have a drink, and I came back after a fashion. But I'm... Um, this little, this little humor. Let's not do it, Dumbledore. It's already too sad. Um, so then Malfoy says, we've decided to put the dark mark over the tower to get you to hurry up to, uh, to see who had been killed. Um, and then Dumbledore's like, well, am I to take it that, that nobody has been murdered? Someone's dead, said Malfoy. One of your people. I don't know who it was dark. I, I stepped over a body. I suppose, um, I was supposed to be waiting up here when you got back. Only your Phoenix lot got in the way. So then Harry's kind of like, shit somebody's dead oh shit he's like this is the feet oh he's like who was it like Real. what happened um but also oh shit the order of the phoenix was here the whole time the whole time and i, mean, I just got my friends in the way well dumbledore mentioned it a little couple pages earlier and i meant to say something but like i forgot to no but still. but yeah um again they could have just been in their dormitories the rest of the kids were Faith. fine all the ones who who, who minded their business you know, but a laugh. Yeah. Um, the chat is talking about rap names for peeves. Star Wars. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> oh, I was I I lo- I left them at the Star Wars. Who's Palpatine? Who's not? Oh no, no. Like, the wrong fandom. Yeah, Connie, is that you? No, they're over here talking about rap names and peeves. I don't I don't know how they got there, but let's keep going because we still have because Moldy Voldy. It's a it's a rhyme. It's a it's a it's a bar. Okay, but like how how did that singular bar? Did somebody say something before that? Girl. Oh, Maggie. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The whole point was that. That's all it took. Yes. Um. (laughs) So so let us uh discuss your options, Draco said Dumbledore. So he's still in control. He ain't got no wand. Got no Sonic. No Tardis. He's like half slumped on the banister. And he's like, so let's talk about what I can do for you. Um, my option, said Malfoy, I'm standing here with a wand. I'm about to kill you. My dear boy, let us have no more pretense about that. If you were going to kill me, you would have done it when you first disarmed me. Um, I haven't got. He said, I am bored. He's like, let's stop with this. <laughs> like the pretense is, it's we're we're done with that now. That was cute before, yeah, but like, let's cute, move on. But n- yeah, we don't got time. <laughs> we don't have the time for this. Um, I haven't got any options, said Malfoy. I've got to do it. He'll kill me. He'll kill my whole family. Um, I appreciate the difficulty. But have of your you met position. your family? It is not a loss. Like, take that. Take that as a win. Stop. Still his what? family, and he believes in the things that his family believes. So he thinks his family is hot shit. They are, just not in the way that he thinks. They're hot shit. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Burning. Dumpster garbage. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so then he says, why else do you think I had not confronted you before now? It's because I knew you would have been murdered if Lord Voldemort, Lord Voldemort realized I suspected you. I did not dare in case he used legitimacy against you. But now we can speak plainly. No harm has been done. You have hurt nobody. Though you are very lucky that your unintentional victim survived, I can help you, Draco. No, you can't, said Valfoy. Come over to the right side, Draco, and we can hide you more completely than you could possibly imagine. How? I wish he would have said yes, because I just wanted to know how. Well, what the thing is, the is, wizard... is that he says that, uh, and I had that thought, but then I thought about the Potters. And I didn't mean to, mm. but I did. And then I also thought about Sirius. How dare you? And I thought about Sirius and more how just about... Da- how utterly dare you? Can I continue I past the field? Can I, can I move past? No, I'm sitting here. Sorry. Living my life. I'm sorry. Trying not to think about this burger. Well, thing I was going to say, like, he did it to the Potters, come. but then, like, they chose the wrong secret keeper, so that wasn't really on him, to be honest. Um, and then, and I was thinking also about Sirius and, like, in Grimald Place and, like, the protections around them. And, I mean, like, the Fidelius charm is pretty airtight, to be honest, unless you, you know, tell Wormtail, make Wormtail your secret keeper. So, or your secret keeper gets killed, because that's what happens to Grimald Place. Um, but, so I guess that would be, like, the only, like, it sounds more, more like, I, I'm only saying this, I only say this to say that it sounds more, like, impressive, but we've already kind of seen that protection in action. Like, I don't think he would have some other thing under his sleeve, otherwise he would have used that for Sirius, at the very least, you know, it could have been. I mean, Sirius was fine. He could have been fine. If not for his dumbass grandson. Like nobody stormed in a grandma place and hurt Sirius. Right. No, absolutely not. And I and I, and I only mean like it would have if if it was something other than the Fidelius charm. I would say that it would. Like I was thinking of like um, the Potters. That was like a long time ago. So I was thinking of like advancements in magical witness protection okay. or whatever. You know what I mean? So like they could. Because the grandma place, like it's still being used as headquarters, so that charm, like if it was something more, then they would use it now, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> Amani says Albus is gonna hide him like he did Trelawney and have him do divination. <laughs> I don't know what I his mean, inner eye could see, but you know, possible. He could be the groundskeeper <laughs> and actually actually use some magic, right? Filch is like. I mean, he kind of oh, he was kind of like all deserve it because all the so shit he's been stuff. talking about uh, Hagrid, and he's like, if he's the groundskeeper, like, haha, look at you. But yeah, caretaker too. Filch or Hagrid take their job, or he could just like Not take their job, just like allow them to retire. Well, Hagrid now has well, two jobs, one of which true. he really shouldn't. Have. Really, like take take one. Yeah, no, mm, nope. Mm-mm. Take Hagrid's job doesn't work. Well, no, because then he's Not still the in the job, job that he but... shouldn't have. So then it doesn't make sense. I mean, but it's Dumbledore. It's true. So. That is true. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We yep. can only do so much. Yep. 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 I forgot who I was talking about for a second. It's cool. <laughs> it's fine. Yep. Say hello to a new keeper of grounds and keys at Hogwarts. Yep. Um... But I've got this far, didn't I? Said so, uh, Malfoy slowly, because he's not being smart um i'm the one with the wand you're at my mercy no draco said dumbledore quietly it is my mercy and not yours that matters now Oop. like let someone have just... me at gunpoint so i can just say that 
But, like, I don't want that life. But, like, I but do like, feel like if yeah. I was not crying and peeing my pants, if I had, like, one moment of clarity, yeah. I would be like, nah, bitch, it's my grace. Or my mercy. My mercy, not, not yours. yours. Yeah. And then I would, and then because I'm a black woman, I would get murdered. But, you know, that <laughs> one that one shining moment. That one line. That one moment. Been. Glory. Death kiss. Yeah. Um... So Harry thinks he sees uh, Malfoy's wand drop by a fraction, but suddenly footsteps were thundering up the stairs, and a second later, Malfoy was buffeted out of the way by four people in black robes um, as they burst through the door onto the ramparts, not in smoke, which I don't think happens in Half-Blood Prince, but I just want to point it out, because fuck the Order of the Phoenix movie. Fuck is the smoke for? Doesn't it make sense? It's cool. Smoke is cool. It's all wispy. Fuck them, too. And And then it's like, the dark smoke because they're Death Eaters, and the white smoke because they're racist the Phoenix members, and that means they're good, and and good means white. I'm bored. I mean, all right, yeah. Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore cornered. Um, said one of the uh, Death Eaters. Dumbledore wandless. Dumbledore alone. Well done, Draco. Well done. Good evening, Amicus, said Dumbledore. And you've brought Electo, too. Charming. Um, the woman gave an angry yeah. little titter. Think your jokes will help you now? Help you on your deathbed, then? Jokes? No, no. These are manners. <laughs> My Dumbledore. <laughs> I love him I so much. I stand a petty queen. Like, what? <laughs> so good. He's so good. He said, no, 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 no. Manners. I know you haven't heard of those yet, but <laughs> allow me to introduce you. Um... Love it. Do it. Um, Said the stranger uh, standing nearest to Harry. A big rangy man with matted gray hair and whiskers. It's uh, Fenrir Greyback. Um, He had a rasping bark of a voice. uh, As well as a a powerful mixture of dirt, sweat, and blood. His filthy hands had long yellowish nails. And I'm wondering if it's like, is this just because he like embraced his werewolfness that he looks like this or is nah, that, man. Like, or is that like a no conscious aesthetic nails. choice is that what that is it's aesthetics Luna ain't got no dirty ass nails I mean listen she looks herself but she stay clean right in her own disgusting ass way she eats poo sometimes it happens it's disgusting but like but she but yeah but when she's like oh look at that there's a there seems to be dirt where it should where it does not belong mm-hmm. she, she takes care of it yeah he's, this dude is like this dude is like a he's just nasty he's just he doesn't bathe he just nasty he just be like eating children and you're just like but why though like calm down be cool but why though fam like but why really not there's no real reason for that i'm not i'm not understanding as Portia says wash doesn't only apply to Harry we're we're boycotting friend we're grayback that's what we're doing it's not just the murder and the biting you know and you know turning where turning children into werewolves it's the like babe, I think bro. his like thing is like his like his whole thing is like well if I don't if you know being a werewolf it's touchy it's touchy right sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't if if the bite doesn't get them then, you know, the tetanus will. Right. For sure. Hepatitis C. The rabies. <laughs> right. 
That's got a hundred percent tuberculosis. <laughs> tuberculosis. So you know, out here with the chicken pox, just... all of a sudden, right? Like you gonna get something? <laughs> like how many diseases? I'm so like, oh my god, all of them. He's like, this is a grab <laughs> bag, a walking virus. And I'm gonna do my best. And it's not even the werewolf virus. Like that's the funniest part. Is like he just. It's not even him being a werewolf. He's just a nasty dude. He's just a nasty ass dude, man. <sighs> Yikes. Gross. Um, who did I bench? I might want to change that in a second, but my pen is very <laughs> far away. Um, is that you? I was like, Fenrir? were there already? <laughs> is that you, Finrear? Asked Dumbledore. That's right. Uh, pleased to see me, Dumbledore. No, can't say that I am. <laughs> and then he grins. Grayback, sorry. Grayback grins and says, but you know how much I like kids, Dumbledore. Like, no. Ew! On top of it, he's like a carnivorous, a, a cannibalistic pedophile. We got, we got like, two pedophiles in the castle at one time. But he's a pedophile and a right cannibal. Now. Like, can't you right. just stop at, like, not bathing? Like, why do you, why must you go further? Mm-mm. It just seems Mm-mm. like... He, gotta, he, just, he has to do it all. Like, what? All of it. He's and like, then, hold my beer. I mean, my... I mean, ugh. <laughs> uh, bye, Portia. Yeah, Portia said Fenrir love the kids. Goodbye. I know who's benched. Goodbye. I know who's benched. <laughs> I can't. Cannot. Um, it might have taken that you are now attacking even without the full moon. This is most unusual. You have developed a taste for human flesh that cannot be satisfied, satisfied once a month. That's right, said Fenrir. Shocks you, does it? Frightens you? Well, I cannot pretend it doesn't disgust me, nah. really, said Dumbledore, and same. Thank you. Same. That's the word. You throw out all these all these adjectives, and the only one that matters is disgust. Disgust. Thanks. Ew. I was searching for that one. Um, and then Dumbledore's like, I'm a little shocked Draco invited you of all people into the school where his friends live. I didn't, said Malfoy, I didn't know he was going to come. I wouldn't want to miss a trip to Hogwarts, Dumbledore. Not when there are throats to be ripped out. Delicious, delicious. Like, please leave. Just go. Yeah. No one asked for you. No one. Like, Draco literally did not send for you. <laughs> like, sure quite did literally. Not. Did not. So, go. Away. Please. Like, ugh. And then he says, and then Greyback uh, says, I could do you for afters, Dumbledore. Which is Ew. it's just all gross. Like just go away. <laughs> go away. None of it is good. None of it is good. None of it. Um, no, said the fourth Death Eater. He had a heavy, brutal looking face. So again, not Bellatrix. Like again, I like I think one of the things in the movies that they kinda like had the same three Death Eaters that they just kinda rotated. Um, yeah. probably because it costs less money to just have Bellatrix in every scene with the Death Eaters instead of like someone else but I think at least book wise it makes sense or I like that we see more than just the ones that we've already met because we also kind of get different personalities within it even though and we see how many how many how far his reach is like how many followers yeah yeah which isn't great but you know constant vigilance you gotta know who your enemy is yeah um where am I Okay, Malfoy was showing less resolution than ever. Um, Dumbledore's face, which was even paler and rather lower than usual, as he had slid so far um, down the rampart wall. So he's, like, actively dying right now. Like, 
um, they keep on talking, and then he just dropped dead, and they're all confused. Like, yeah. What happened? And they're like, shit, what happened? What went down? Um, it was me. I did it. <laughs> Draco gets the credit. So, what, uh, Amicus asks, uh, what happened to you then, Dumby? Oh, weaker resistance, slower reflexes, Amicus. Old age in short. One day, perhaps, it will happen to you, if you're lucky. What's that mm. mean, then? What's that mean? Like, bro, come on, bro. You're going to die. That's what that means. I mean, everyone's very going clear. to die. It's just the fact of He was of very life. clear about it. I mean, maybe, like... He was like, maybe you get old, but most likely, somebody going to kill your ass because you're terrible. Because you're just a bad person. But, like, I, you know, I'm wishing I'm wishing the best for you. But, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep you in my maybe. thoughts and prayers. Bless your soul. Like, you know. Yeah, one day... It could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll happen, but it could happen. Um. So then, in that moment, there are renewed sounds of scuffling from below, and a voice shouted, "They've blocked the stairs, reducto, reducto." Um, Harry's heart leapt. So these four had not eliminated all opposition, but merely broken through the fight to the top of the tower, um, and by the sound of it, created a bar- barrier behind them. So Harry got a lot going on, especially given the fact that he just is like. Duck. He's stuck. He's just watching this all unfold, and there's, like, not really much he could do. Now Draco quickly said one of the uh, Death Eaters, I'll do it, said Fenrir. I said no, said the other Death Eater, um, and he blasts Fenrir out of the way. Harry's heart was hammering. It seemed impossible that no one could hear him standing there, impress- imprisoned by Dumbledore's spell. If he could only move, he could aim a curse from under the cloak. Um, um, so there said Snape, clutching his wand, in his hand, as his black eyes swept the scene, uh, from Dumbledore slumped against the wall to the four Death Eaters, including the enraged werewolf and Malfoy. Uh, okay, right. we've got a problem, Snape, said Amicus. The boy doesn't seem able, but somebody else had spoken Snape's name quite softly. Severus. Um, for the first time, Dumbledore was pleading. Snape gazed for a moment at Dumbledore, and there was revulsion and hatred etched into the hard lines of his face. Again, it's hate and revulsion for himself and not for Dumbledore. Um, Severus, please. Snape raised his wand and pointed it directly at Dumbledore. Avada Kedavra. Um, a jet of green light. A, and then... a jet of green light shot from the end of Snape's wand and hit Dumbledore squarely in the chest. Harry's scream of horror never left him. Silent and unmoving, he was forced to watch as Dumbledore was blasted into the air for a split second. He seemed to have hang. He seemed to hang suspended beneath the shining skull, and then he fell backward like a great ragdoll over the battlements and out of sight. Um, I want to say, for me personally, I my first time reading this didn't believe it. Like I, I, I think I've talked about it before. Um, Dumbledore mm-hmm. can't die; he transcends death. Like I know the whole point of this book is that like people don't transcend death, and like it's impossible. But like, no if one. anyone in this universe was going to be, it was Dumbledore. So I was just like, "This is break." This is I was like, "You're breaking the world building here." Like, what are you doing, Joe? Um, this is like physically impossible. Um, and then the fact that Snape did it, I just had a lot of feelings at the time. I mean, I still do, but like, I don't know. I feel like when I read this, I think a lot about like this particular passage. I think a lot more about like how I felt when I read it for the first time. It is one of the few things in the books that I remember how I yeah. felt the first time, every time. You know, like I always, when I read that passage, I think about my first time reading that passage, in which I stood there stunned, stock silence, and then I was just like, "Okay, so fuck right. Snape, 
even more than normal. But also, that can't be it. Something else. There's a twist. Because that's just not... Like, he's not right. just bad. Like, he's bad. But he's not just I remember just being bad. confused, too. Like, I don't think I got far enough. And then going back and rereading the, like, the the, the three chapters beforehand yeah. to be like, what did I miss? Yeah. I missed I mean, something. I definitely, like, remember... I remember just feeling like... It was mostly... Like, I was like, I can't believe Snape did it. And I was like, I can't believe Snape kind of... Or I can't believe Dumbledore kind of put his trust in Snape. So I think I... I felt like there was something else happening. Like it was more complicated, but I couldn't pinpoint what that was. And so in my head, I still was like, okay, yeah, Snape's evil, whatever. But I also couldn't believe it at the same time. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I think I was just like, that can't have been the, that can't have been it. At least in terms of like Snape's character development. But also I still believed yeah. that like he was on the Death Eater side, if that makes sense. Um. So in the chapter or in the chapter, in the chat, Maggie said, as you were reading that last, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. And Delia said, and then 11-year-old me felt yep. the shookest I had ever felt. Same. Like, so, exact, exact same. Like, those were their reactions. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's just, it was one of those things where you're like, I'm missing yeah. something. But also, like, but, what? You know. Dumbledore can die? Since when? Why yeah. did no one tell me? I feel, I feel hoodwinked and bamboozled. And then... I mean, I didn't have that Dumbledore can die. Why didn't nobody tell me thing? But I was like, oh, oh, so we just doing this. I mean, because once Sirius died, I was like, all bets are off. What is happening? But I think for me, I was just like, wait, no, this can't this. You can't kill Dumbledore. But then I was like, I was like, oh, she just she wanted him authors Mm -hmm. that just gonna kill everybody. And I was like, I don't think I've, you know, ever had a children's book. I at that time thinking this was still a children's book. We're just, everybody dies. Everybody, and I was like, so everyone's going to die. Harry's going to die. Everyone's going to die. I'm reading something in which mm-hmm. everyone is going to die. I didn't sign up for a series in which everyone was going to die. But I'm already here. I feel like that should have been on the jacket. I feel like I should have had a say. And whether or not I read the Everybody's Going to Die book. Yep. And, and yeah. And yet, um, cool. Let's do MVPs and benches. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I so many. This one was kind of hard for me, so I was like, sh- should it be Dumbledore? Um, but reading it, I knew that like I would make my decision, my final decision, as we read it out loud. Um, and so I'm gonna do Dumbledore mm-hmm. for like again, like we've talked about, like you know the manipulation and all that kind of stuff. But like, shout out to plans, like man, like shout out to him for manifesting. And for his plans coming together in the way that they. And like having like that kind of like foresight, you know? What did they, he asked, believed and received. Who said that? Somebody said that. I can't think of who I'm quoting right now, but that's what he did. Um, And also for the shade, like he's like, again, he's like dying, like literally dying. And he's just like. Oh, you were gonna He's kill me? Petty I, let's all not. The way let's to his, his let's stop thinking you're gonna kill breath. me. Oh, you've never heard of manners? Here, let me teach you. I'm disgusted by you. Just dry, flat out. I don't even know what to do with you. Go wash your ass. Like I just, I appreciate that in the midst of like death <laughs> happening. You know? Oh, I really wish he would have actually said, "Go wash your ass." Like I didn't think the shade could be better, but it could it, have been I, better. Telling him straight yeah, up to go wash his ass know? would have been better. Hindsight, twenty twenty, um, and all that. Yeah, I I have to give it also to Dumbledore. I think that um, 
for all of the reasons that you just you just said, but also I think one of the things about this passage and like we we kind of will talk about and we will continue to talk about is the way in which like he's still like his he has choreographed his death to further his plan um but also like he is like i when i was reading it and he was like saying like i've never trusted anyone more than snape blah blah to draco and at first i i always thought that i was like that's just his you know standard script and i was like oh no he wants to like make that plain and known again because he knows that Snape is going to kill him in front of all these people and that will submit Snape's place in Voldemort's eyes, just rise him up to number two or whatever. Um, and also like talking his way into like, or trying to like talk Draco out of the whole thing um, and to change his ways. And like, he just, he's, 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 um, conducting an orchestra of manipulation and shade and he doesn't miss a note doesn't drop a beat just juggling all of these okay so i gotta manipulate them into whole i have to manipulate draco into not killing me long enough so snape can do it i gotta manipulate um harry or i mean i gotta like force harry to watch this nonsense and make sure that he's safe and i gotta you know Try to get Draco to understand. I'm doing a juggling motion. This is a podcast. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, try, like he's just, he has all these balls in the air and he doesn't drop any of them. And that is, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I feel that. I couldn't do it. Um, In the chat. Uh... So um, we have a lot of MVPs for Dumbledore. Portia, Dumbledore for shading through teaching till the end. Also his unreplicated backwards flying 100 points to Gryffindor. Um, Delia, Dumbledore for being his best self at the end, manipulating to his own ends, teaching as he died, shading everyone to mm-hmm. filth with a smile. And Amani, Dumbledore for clearly taking inspiration and motivation okay. from Phineas Nigelis Black. Maggie, Dumbledore for teaching Draco you can't out-manipulate the best to have ever manipulated. And for shading each Death Eater who <laughs> dared to witness his death. Yes. There's some Jane Austen level like <laughs> language there. That was um, Maggie channeling Mr. Bennett. What do we live for but to make sport of those and laugh them oh laugh at gosh. us in their turn? Um, Look with that. Bench. Okay. And then. Well, I want to I want to add this part. Ariana give us a little anecdote which is the biggest thug she ever met who was a convicted drug boss who also loved Harry Potter was wounded by Dumbledore's death and refused to read the Deathly Hallows after he never finished the series. And that is not the only first time I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people who are like, I didn't read the rest. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Cause that was, I was like so mad. Cause we had to wait like two years, two yeah. years, three years. And I was like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. There is more to this. So, yeah, like how? But it's, I've also I've heard that before. But I'm also like, oh, I just also love the idea of like a Suge Knight ass motherfucker being like, <laughs> oh, they killed Dumbledore. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh. 
I can. Goodness. I can imagine it. Um, I benched. Love it. I the so it's funny because orig- originally I was like, I'm gonna bench Tom because you know he's the reason for all this bullshit. But then just thinking about it, and like Fenrir just is on some other shit. And like even if Voldemort wasn't around, he'd still be yeah. on this shit. Like that's the thing, right? Like he's not. He wasn't. Voldemort didn't didn't teach him to be a cannibal. Didn't teach him not to wash his ass. Didn't teach him not to like to to bite kids. Didn't teach him <laughs> to like you know not clip his nails or at the very least get a manicure or a gel situation happening. Like did not teach him any of that stuff. He Voldemort Don't came to Fenrir and said, "Keep doing what you're doing." That's what he did. That's it. He just said, "Do what, keep you." <laughs> He keep said, that keep same that, energy. Keep that energy. That's it. That's all he said. So, like, <laughs> fuck Fenrir Gabrak, and he is benched. <laughs> because, like, how are you just on a thousand? Also, he bit Remus, so, like, you know, for tormenting the purest man ever um, in this series, just, like, disrespect. So, he can he can go. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna bench Draco. I, I want to, I like, I yeah. hear that. I hear all of it. Um, I really wanted to bench Voldemort for orchestrating this whole thing and making Draco do it. But I was, um, recently watching, I, I just, before we press record here, I finished the season opener of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and the whole thing is about, um, facing consequences and taking responsibility, even if there are extenuating circumstances, like you made those mm-hmm. choices. Um, so even though there is a death eater or the death eater, the guy threatening you and your family, you made right. the choice. <laughs> you continue to make those choices and, and no, like, and at no point did he stop and really listen. I mean, I, he was scared, yeah. but he was stubborn. Like, he's not listening to what Dumbledore is telling him. He's not, like, open to what he's offering him, which is, like, there is another, there's, like, Mm -hmm. there's another way. You don't have to, like, this isn't how this has to end. And, like, this isn't right. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not on the right side of this. And you know it. You have a death mark. mark. Or dark mark. You're hanging out with death eaters. Or they aspire to. They eat death. They aspire to. Whatever. Does not the good gang. There's so many context clues. There's not bringing positivity. Yeah, it's not bringing positivity into your life at all. Okay. So Ariana benches (laughs) Musty Fenrir R. Kelly Graybeck. Which, you know... Oh my goodness, I cannot. Yes. Um, Matthew benches J.K. Rowling for too many pedophiles, making us wait another two years between book six and book seven um, the first time around, which is like, yes, valid, because I was also upset about that wait, but also, you know, you got to write the book. But also, yeah, damn it. Shorten that wait time. You got to write the book, <laughs> But you got to write the book. <laughs> Delia benches the crusty yep. wolfman pedophile. Amani, your brain twin, bitches Finrear, hashtag justice mm-hmm. for Remus and Wash. Um, Maggie bitches Finrear, you decided okay. to become a cannibal as well? With four question marks. <laughs> you decided? 
you said I'm a werewolf. I love that about me. It's like the opening shot on my Tinder profile. It's my like it's what I you know. Right, right. I'm a werewolf. The moon calls Even when and the I moon answer. Doesn't call. And then you were like, you know what? Even when the moon doesn't call, I answer. But then I was like, you know what else? The diet of a werewolf has done wonders for my skin and my dirty ass fingernails. I really like this whole garbage look that I'm giving off. Um, I'm trying to remember in Zoolander what that Mugato's like line was, which was like basically garbage. Um, really enjoying this look. And so I feel like the thing that has really helped me achieve this is that diet of human. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep that going. Yikes. Whew. And Portia benches Death Eaters forever thinking their crusty, dusty, hate-filled jelly brain cells are any better than the people they tortured and killed. Not to mention thinking that the great feat of breaking into Hogwarts, which the Marauders, Fred and George, and the trio did multiple times without discovery, qualified them to ever step towards Dumbledore. The wizard feared most by the terrorists they followed. Word. And then she dropped the mic and left. Um, oh, Dahlia gives us an honorable benching. Tom, mm-hmm. for being the reason for the season. Which yeah. was like, that was on my soul, so thank you. I did want to bench Tom. Like, I really want to bench Tom. Yeah. We're all here because of Tom. Yeah. But he's not actually here. Like, it's just <laughs> like a nigga to show, to like, cause all this commotion and not show up. Like, he's hiding. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, you're what? the one who's afraid of Dumbledore, and you said in a kid, because you scared of Dumbledore. Right? You made me, you told me, you made me order all this food, invite all these people, put up decorations. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. You know, the dark mark over the castle. Up. And then you're not even going to show up, fam. Your own party. You're not even going to show up for your own party. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. else want to be you here. We all here for home. you. What do you mean? You decided mm-hmm. that you didn't have it in you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, so thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing chapter 28 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Flight of the Prince. Uh, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, join the conversation at we Bla- on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Um, and then don't forget, we'll be doing our live tweet of Half-Blood Prince, the movie, on November 10th. Use the hashtags WizardTeam and HBP. Also, don't forget to get checked out after the movie. We'll be doing our last episode on Half-Blood Prince, where we recap both the book and the movie, as well as figure out who is the real MVP and who is benched for the entire book. So make sure November 10th is the deadline for you to turn in your votes for the entire book, um, or chapter by chapter within the book. Don't send me, like, I bench this for Half-Blood Prince, the book, because we're adding it up. It's all, like, cumulative. Um, so let me know your benches, MVPs and benches for the chapter, for each chapter, or just the ones that you have. And then we'll start Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows on November 21st.